I apologize if that makes anyone need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of... Controls and Catches. I'm just sitting here looking at him, like, waving my hand, like, we're on. Yep. We're live. Yes, we're back. What are you doing? Uh, at this point, I am... Yeah. Just... I've had some people... First You're of all, a bit irritable. I'm a bit irritable. Um, so, first of all, I've had over the last, I suppose, few days, I've had a lot of people discussing the topic of veganism and pets. Yep. Now, I understand that humans have evolved to the stage where they can choose to either eat animals or you know have them as pets or look after them all that sort of stuff farming the list can go on but the main thing is the three niches I suppose carnivores omnivores and herbivores as we all know humans are omnivores dogs and cats are carnivores um rabbits they're uh, very, very. Like they're vegan. They're, they're the definition they're vegan, of vegan. Like they're, <laughs> they're driven vegan. Like they. So, essentially, yeah, it was just hearing some people go on about certain things about how their pets should be primarily just sticking to the vegan lifestyle got me a little bit, you know, riled up. But that's something I'm going to discuss a little bit later. But apart from that, we started watching The Punisher, season two. Which apparently came out on Thursday. But we weren't notified. And silly Netflix, which is so rude of Netflix, um, didn't tell us. And so I walked out of the lab on... I was on... I was walking out of the lab and finding you. And I was scrolling through Instagram and Netflix ANZ had posted about the new season... And I've gone, oh, because I remember saying to you, um, like, the date that it was coming out, but we were so distracted by uh, Star Trek Discovery Season 2. Yes. That we, it kind of, it slipped my mind to, like, to think that Season 2 of Punisher had came out, but we just finished literally 10 minutes ago, Season, uh, Episode 2 of Season 2. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's off to a different start. Than the original series, which is good. I can mm-hmm. see that they're building for something. Yeah. But knowing what we know... I think they'll follow a similar format to what they did season one, where it's very wishy-washy, and then you get the violence, and then it's really yeah. um, the thriller aspect of what Punisher is, but I don't know. Yeah, because I think knowing that the Punisher is essentially just... <laughs> Yeah, he's a killer. That's all he is. <laughs> the d- death. Death. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's you know. And he, what's the quote? Uh, he ran. He walked. He he rode in on a white horse, and his name was Death. Death. Yeah. It's a meme about a black cat sitting yes. on a white unicorn. Um, unicorn stuffed toy, or whatever it is. Oh yeah. Hilarious. It so. looks like our one of our floofs. Yeah. So that's why Absolutely I was like, hilarious. Ooh. So um. Yeah, that series is uh, off to a good start. Um, it's like, do we watch it all back to back? Dude, let's do it. Like, I only have to be in the lab at 9am tomorrow. It's no biggie. Mm. So, yeah, no, that'll be fun. 
Um, and how's your reading going? It's not. I haven't read. I've been reading journal articles. Yeah, I've if, if, if journal articles count, I've read, you know, a lot. <laughs> I think I've read about, in terms of the lit review that I have to do, that I had to scrap because my project got changed, even though I was a quarter of the way through my thesis and pretty much had done my second draft of my lit review, which you're probably thinking, oh, it's only a couple hundred words. No, I'm talking like 10,000 words worth of stuff. So, in terms of the main stuff she asked me to read out of the 52, I'm, I think I'm only up to number 13. But keep in mind, these are like 24-page yeah. thingies. So. So, but, uh, yeah, I've only really listened to some audio books. Oh, you're lucky. I haven't even done yeah. that. I feel terrible with so, myself. I went back to Ready Player One because it's on my phone. <laughs> so, yeah, but apart eh. from that, eh. That's I'll, it. I'll eventually read some more Matthew Riley. Eventually. That's the plan. We'll get Crank there. it all out. Alright, I found a um, BuzzFeed quiz. Yep, yep. That's about food. Oh, awesome. Who doesn't like food? Um, vegans. Um, I mean, what? <laughs> so, um, as always, I'll link it in the description so you guys can take it along with us. But today's quiz is Eat Like Guy Fieri for a Day and we'll reveal how dynamite you are. Guy Fieri. Okay, so we're going to pick a Funkalicious Appetizer. Uh, chili cheese fries, uh, onion rings, uh, mozzarella sticks, or wings of chicken. Okay, so without talking about our onion rings debacle, yeah. Hungry Jacks, I'm gonna go for onion rings. Oh, yeah, onion rings. Onion rings are the winner. Pick a food smoked barbecue rigs with the side of slaw and what looks like chips, breakfast bis brisket hash, or Cajun chicken fettuccine alfredo, or mac and cheese balls. I gotta say that breakfast brisket looks pretty good with the uh, chat potatoes. What's brisket? Is that pork or beef? Uh, I should know this. Mm. Well, I think it's the cut. Brisket is a cut of meat yeah. from the breast or lower chest of beef or veal. Beef. Um, look, if it wasn't Cajun, I would have gone for the chicken fettuccine alfredo, to be honest. I'm going for the breakfast brisket hash, because that looks pretty good. The combination of the potatoes and the and the egg with the, looks like Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I'm going to make that. Let's make yeah, that. Yeah, done. Okay. Um, getting thirsty, drink some sauce. Not. I yet. already know which one you're going to go for. Yeah. So, <laughs> we've got hot sauce. We have ranch sauce, hollandaise, and we've got barbecue sauce. Where's the tomato? Yeah, well, why is... I'm oh. just going to have to go for barbecue. Yeah, I'm going hollandaise. I knew it. Um, Pick a side dish that's off the hook. Cornbread, which I've never had before in my life. Spicy chili, spring roll, cheesy garlic... Cheesy, sorry, spring rolls or cheesy garlic bread. Yeah, cheesy garlic bread. I'm going bread. for cheesy garlic See, we're too similar. We select the same things. Yes. Yeah. Then you've got... Pick a... Frisbee, the hot frisbee. Fun. Yeah, hot frisbee of fun. Um, not flat earth. Can't eat it too big, too many calories. <laughs> that was the last week's yes. episode. <laughs> um, so we have a deep dish oh. pizza, a funnel cake, buttermilk pancakes, and steak fajitas. I would go for deep dish, buttermilk, and steak. Combine them all together. Fajitas. Not together in one meal, but 
over the course of the day. Jesus, I've never had a deep dish pizza, but that looks absolutely gorgeous. The fajitas, please, but also pancakes. Yeah. But if you're to ask me right now, I would say the deep dish. Yeah, I'm going to go the pancakes. Okay. Eat a dessert so good you would eat it off a flip-flop. Flip-flop being a sandal or a thong. Yeah. Like thongs is in Australian yeah. shoes. This is Australian. <laughs> okay, so you have red velvet cake, maple bacon donuts, peach cobbler, chocolate peanut butter cheese cake. Uh, look, all four of those I could go for, but I'm really torn between the red velvet and the chocolate peanut butter cheesecake. So I'm going for the chocolate chin, chin, blah, 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 the chocolate peanut butter cheesecake. The peach cobbler looks really nice. All right, hit it. Yeah, I'm going to hit the peach cobbler. Okay, so what'd you get? You got it. You're 93% dynamite. You're a winner, winner, dynamite dinner. Yeah, that's what I got. You're joking. Not dead serious. Why do we do this? I don't know. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, post it down below see what else you got. Yeah, let <laughs> us know what else there is. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I should have also said in terms of TV shows, I finally finished watching Gilmore Girls from start to finish for the first time that? in my life. It took me, what, was it about two and a half years to do? Yeah, something like that. Um, and I also watched this weekend the four-part um, Year in the Life series for the first time. Because I've was i been telling myself for years, oh, I'm just going to watch the main series and then get to it. So, whatever. It's okay. Like I was happy that I finally picked it off kicked it off my life to-do list but also because I needed a new series to watch yep. and I do this all the time I pick something I try to pick stuff to watch on my own just to do stuff around the house like if I'm cleaning or whatever and you don't need to watch it or if you're just like doing dishes and you can look up because I sit it on the windowsill or whatever yep. I try to have something just like really fast really like you, you can switch off while yes. you're watching it but I thought Every time I watch a series, I think, oh my god, I want to watch this with you because I feel like it would be more. I want to talk to someone about it as we're yeah. watching it and I want to develop theories. But I started, I think I'm up to season, episode three, sorry, of Longmire. He's the. We watched the trailer when the last season came out on Netflix and you said, oh, we should really, really watch this. And it's on our list. But I, it just came up in my recommended. So I was just like, oh, okay, I'll. I don't know how it went from Gilmore Girls to Longmire. But <laughs> I watched a couple hours worth. See, and one, then, yeah. one series we got to get back onto is The Expanse. Uh, the Expanse, The yeah. Unit, yeah. Scandal, yep. um, Revenge, yeah. um, Hawaii Five-O. Um, yeah, that. Literally, let's just go through our shelves. Yeah, Every DVD we there. own. So. There's like a whole heap. Yep. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, the big one, the big one that kind of got our attention was uh, the new, in case any of you have maybe heard or seen, the new Mortal Kombat is coming Myrtle. out. Myrtle, 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 Myrtle Kombat 11, yeah! Yeah, so um, the official gameplay, official gameplay came out for that. Yes, uh, Friday night for us. To basically put it into words was... Compared to Mortal Kombat number 10? Or Excel, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, sorry, Excel. that one. Was it Excel? I, I don't know. I think it was Excel. Essentially, 
it's ramped up a whole lot more. They got the hot sauce going with this one. Um, essentially, you can customise the costumes, the weapons. And just the gameplay itself and the graphics yeah. looked immaculate. Absolutely. And essentially for an evolution of the whole damn franchise... Uh, they're they're the only people that are really consistent, though. And they're the only people that... I know, and I know someone's going to say, oh, but it's a fighting game. Like, punch, punch, shoot, shoot. Yeah, How inconsistent can you get? But let's take a look at something, for example, Call of Duty. You can't... I reckon that... the What do they call them? Never Realm? Yeah. The people, the, the studio that own slash produce Mortal Kombat. They're one of the only companies that have kept their fan base happy for, what is it, the last 20, almost 30 years. Yeah. I can't remember when... The first Mortal Kombat must have come out years before I was born. I remember playing Mortal Kombat 3 on the PS1, like the original PlayStation, well, back when there were no numbers. Because the original Mortal Kombat came out in 1992. That was... Like, that's my time. my time. That's... I played all the Mortal Kombats. First one I played was 3. On release. First one I played was 3. Thanks, Uncle Chris. I was only um, literally 3 years old. <laughs> Three or four years old. I had no idea what I was doing. But I can... Like, it's one of my oldest memories. And I reckon it's one of my favourite game series ever. And I've... Since being an adult, <laughs> I think we've bought the most recent... Like, you own the majority of them. Yeah. I The only one that I got that you didn't have was the Mortal Kombat collection that came out before 10. Like, it was the last Xbox... Like, it was the Xbox 360 wrap-up or something or other yep. before the Xbox One came out from memory or something like that. But pff, we have pretty much every single one. Because the Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe back in 2008, that was uh, kind of interesting. But the one that we've been playing a lot of is XL, which came out in 2016. Yeah. And the reason why we waited was because we knew that there was going to be cooler content. So that's yeah. why we didn't get... Mortal Kombat X, we only got XL. So, um, it's, ba it's basically just a re-release of X. Yeah. But we got wind of it, so that's why we waited. Yeah. So, um, essentially, the fun part was, because we haven't played it for so long, it was remembering <laughs> the finishing moves. Yeah. And, and the well, fatalities, and yeah. And especially being, like, I've played it so much more on 360, where you don't have to hold the buttons down. You yeah. just, like, mash a certain set of two or three buttons, whereas you have to hold certain buttons down when you're doing certain moves, and it, yeah. to me, it just gets confusing transitioning from the 360 to the one. But that's and definitely, definitely have a look at the collector's edition. Dude, I, it's, I, know, it's, I know it's, like, $600. I know money hasn't started to grow on trees yet, but, but I'm a, thinking about it. It's a, It looks really, really, really... What's the nice way of putting it? Very sleek. It's essentially Scorpion's mask, but it's and got it like a like hood. And it looks like it's one of the only ones you. it's worth paying for. Yeah. If it's as big and as nicely put together as it was in the reveal, yeah. it'll be worth every cent. But if it's done tackily... Yeah. Mate, I mean, what I want to know is the actual hood, is it material? So have they actually got no, like a frame? No, apparently or it's, it's uh, like part of the statue. Okay, so... Because you actually look at the the images that have been released, it almost looks like material, fabric. like fabric over the actual yeah. 
Uh, I'll have to watch the trailer again, but I'm pretty sure it was like solid stuff. Because it... So. I mean, if it, is it just vinyl? I mean... You know what? What's Let, it going to be? Let me have a look. I'll look at EB Games. It looks... AKA my drug dealer. Because it, it, <laughs> it looks very, very stylish. Uh, Plus the Mortal Kombat token. You know, as much as this... It's not gold, but it looks gold. We don't want Excel. So apparently they're only doing the placeholder price. Oh, okay. For the moment. Um, for pre-orders. But, oh, Jesus Christ, I want the... But yeah, the beauty of it too is if you pre-order, you get Shao Kahn. Yeah. So, um, that's always a bonus. Are they advertising it anymore? <sighs> yeah. Like some of those moves... And like, you know, Johnny Cage. Oh my god. He can, you know. What's it called? Do you remember what the, that collection was called? Because I'm looking at everything Mortal Kombat now, and it's not showing up with the statue. It's just coming up as the normal, like the standalone game. Just the collector's edition. Or the edition. premium edition. I think it's the premium edition. It can't be, because can it be? Because it's only $149.95. Okay, no, so this one is... Um... Have they taken it off? Who knows? Jesus Christ, guys. But um, but it's like, would you get it on PS4 or would you get it on Xbox One? Three si- uh, I was going to say 360. That's not right. I definitely know I sent it it's, to you. It's the collector's... I sent you the link. It, it's the... Um... See, if you had an iPhone, I could get on my computer and go through and click the link through my, the mess- my messenger, whatever the hell, so... the, the stupid iMessage thing. But no... But the collector's edition, I mean, they're saying through GameStop. So, Do you uh, know why? You've met with a terrible fate, haven't you? Yeah. It's been taken off. So basically it's broken the internet. So they, no, it, the page is clo- moved or deleted. Great. So essentially what you get in the collector's edition is... You get, I know, I took a screenshot. You get six new DLC playable characters, one week early access to the DS- DLC characters, seven exclusive character skins, gear sets... Um, an exclusive steel case, yay, like we don't all have steel cases. Um, an exclusive dragon logo magnet, of course we want to put them on fridges. And a one-to-one scale scorpion mask. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much what you get. It um, was going for $499.95, so yeah. 500 bucks. I'm sorry, but when you click it now, it just says... It comes up with a funny quote from a video game. For example, this one I've got is... Our princess is another car in another castle. Toad, Super Mario Brothers. Sorry, we couldn't find the page you're looking for. The page may have been removed or deleted. Be sure to check your spelling. F but off. Also, the other funny thing too is... When this came out, when it was released, the footage... Oh, people are raging because it's too, it looks violent. Okay. It looks horrible. Blah, now, blah, blah. herein like lies my issue... Let me ask you and anyone else who's listening to this, what do you expect to get from a Mortal Kombat game? Uh, violence, uh, lots and lots of broken bones, more violence. And very high, high quality anatomical representation. Yeah, they've really ramped it up to the point where I remember when you used to get kicked off... The platforms, yeah. To spikes yeah. and die. It's, oh, those were the good it's old not days. like My you play the game so you can cuddle up to kittens. It's no. not supposed to be fluffy happy. This ain't Kirby's Dreamland. No, this is Mortal Kombat. You know, you either survive or you die. That's it. In the reveal event, right, 
within 45 seconds of the stream, the host himself described the game as having bone-crushing brutality. And what do you think you're getting when a 14-year-old isn't... A 12-year-old shouldn't be watching this stuff anyway. To, you know, oh, this is not good for my children. Newsflash, this game is rated R18+, even here in Australia. For a reason. So what do you want from that? What do you think you're getting? Especially that fatality... Where they he pulls a Bakaka, Baraka, Baraka, yeah, and he pulls off uh, Scorpion's face, face then and like, then rips crushes that part of his like, skull, <laughs> and then literally you know, takes his it brain spears out, spears him it. with like bone, and then bites into yeah, his all skull. The blood shard goes through. I think it was uh, which character, but it, obviously this is going to happen to all of them. Scorpion, but yeah, and I'm then just... yeah, the eyeballs. Uh, yeah, it's it's hyper violent. He better have katana. Yeah. Because I need to, in my head, write fan fiction about her and Sub Zero again, and um, also Scarlet is back. We haven't seen her since Mortal Kombat Nine, which is fantastic. I'm pretty sure she was an extra DLC character back in Mortal Kombat Nine, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And honey, you can pull the iron out of my blood, form spears with it, and impale me any time you want. I just wish she had long hair. Yeah then that would be cool. So it'd be interesting to see how they push this. So, all in all, looking forward to it. Um, and you yeah. know what else I'm looking forward to? Changing the actual spear bit on yeah, Scorpion's that, chain. That looked really cool. <laughs> DLC for the win. And like splitting up the bars for the offense, defense and health now. Um, so you've got three meters and... But talking about splitting things up... Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, uh, yeah, the, um, as some people call him... In quotation marks, Nobel Prize winner. Yeah, the father of DNA. Get lost. Get lost. Um, Hashtag Team Rosalind Franklin. He stole her lab notes. Dr. James Watson um, has gone a little bit off the rails, to say the least. A little bit, Jesus Christ. So, um, essentially, as as a lot of people in the science community are aware, um, yeah, there was a bit of plagiarism. um, A bit. With uh, Rosalind Franklin's... Lab notes. But he's had his honorary title stripped with him away last yeah. week because honestly, bottom line, he's just an effing racist. Yeah, he's gone completely he's off honestly the rails. a white When I say white supremacist, I don't mean it as in like ha ha ha. I mean serious to God. Yeah, he is so focused on race and IQ that it's beyond an agenda. And it's like you, you are so far deep in not only your male privilege because you stole from a woman. And made your winnings off a woman's hard work who died to get those results. Yeah. But that's a different story. And secondly, you in your white privilege are going to say that just because you have better access to education and getting yourself out of poverty to support your education and being in a time where you didn't have to pay for said education, you're going to turn around to someone who statistically is... I don't want to be disrespectful when I'm saying less fortunate... But there are hundreds of documentaries I could point you to that say, statistically, it would be a lot harder for a person of colour to get an education because financially they don't have the backing to do so. And do you work to support yourself or do you work on your studies? It's very hard to balance both. And I'm not saying that disrespectfully at all. Like, my family are not, you know, 100% white Australian. So I don't mean mean, that in disrespect. Just as a pure... 
purely neutral example, there could currently be, say, like a five-year-old child in Guam... Who, who is smarter than me and half of our university put is together. a savant and somehow in his brain or her brain or their yeah. brain may have the cure for cancer. Yeah. Imagine that. It doesn't matter who they are. I, I mean, at the end of the day, as a scientist... It just matters who you are as a person exactly. and what you do with what it you're given. It doesn't matter colour, creed, religion, whatever. At the end of the day, science is about... It's not about that. It's what you bring to the table and what you science. do to make the difference. And so this asshole. For some reason, they figured, let's make... Thank you, fucking Hellfridge. I can't wait to move out of this house and have a podcast room. But that's a different story. Yeah, silence the walls. I don't understand why they thought this man was important enough to make a documentary either about him or including him. And because you know how he was thrown in hot water, in quotation marks, yeah. he should have been f- sent to the dogs earlier. But they asked him if he had changed his views about race and IQ. And this idiot obviously had not. And so this prompted the Cold Spring Harbour Labs in New York, where he was a director from, I think, 68 to 94, to pretty much cut ties with him uh, on January 11 and removed his honorary titles, saying, and this is a direct quote, his views are reprehensible, unsupported by science, and in no way represent the views of the lab. And a bottom line, this should have just been done a long, long time ago, and he never should have been able to be led along in the field of science as he is now. Because he's a plagiarist. Yeah. That's all he is. And I mean, as much as, you know, he's devoted pretty much his entire professional career... To stealing other to people's science, work. The way he's done it and what he's done is inexcusable. Well, we've had lecturers that have gone to talks where he's been either a guest or whatever, or he's been a panel member. And I don't want to say my professor's name. But this person, not my professor, but our professor, but someone else, another attendee of this, let's call it a conference, they were discussing something that they had found. And then he got up in the middle of the presentation and tried to shut the shit down. Yeah. And was like, no, when I did this, I found this and it couldn't possibly have been like this. Yeah. And then the presenter has gone, "I'm, I'm sorry, Dr. Watson, but this is our data. Yeah. This is our hardcore facts using the latest techniques. And then James Watson's like, you weren't there. Yeah. And then they've said to him, you weren't there either. You've stolen it from someone else. Yeah. And it just puts a real... It sheds really bad light on the scientific community. Just, and I mean... This is why they need to get rid of these old white men who know nothing, don't teach science, don't bring anything to the forefront, don't communicate properly because it, it just brings everyone else it's down. It's almost like stolen valor. Pretty much. And, you know, there's a point at which... You That's have... why people think that the science community is absolutely crazy. Which is horrible. And they think that the, we're like in a, a science version of vegans. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, you know... Segwaying back into Segwaying vegan. in, yeah. <laughs> Scientists and vegans. So... Essentially, tell your story first. Okay, of all. so start from the beginning. We so, have time. Let me just actually check yeah, that we're we recording. Have time. So, yeah. <laughs> I was in a bookstore just perusing the shelves, and it was my fault because I was like, "Hey, we're here. We've got to." So I wasn't there to buy. So we were just there having a look. I was just sitting there, and you know, I came to Stephen King as you do, and 
To be fair, we shouldn't have even been there, but the assholes moved the bookshelves all it around was, the order. All we did was we mentioned about Pet Cemetery because it's coming out as a remake. And I was saying, hey, do you have a copy of this that I can borrow instead yeah. of me spending an extra 16 bucks getting it? And this person nearby completely went off the rails. <laughs> now, okay, political agendas, whatever. Personal agendas, the way I see it, Household pets do not have agenders. Okay, they may Actually, chew. They, uh, yeah, they okay, they might chew want to cuddle. Yeah, they might want to at some point scratch the shit out of you. And I know there's movies about you know global, you know, <laughs> infrastructure and cats versus dogs. You know, ninjas that sort of stuff. But all when, I'm gonna say is cats are worshipped for a reason. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Have you seen that meme? With the, sorry to segue, but there's a, a statue of a cat in a, like an ancient Egyptian statue, like 800 BC of a cat, and it's sort of like looking down to the left, and there's a picture of a real cat sitting next to it, and it's looking up at this statue of the cat, and then so the statue in the meme is like something like, "Do they still worship us, yeah. my child?" And then the alive cat says. Well, I shit in the box and they clean it every day. And then the cat statue in quotation marks says, Good, my child. Good. So hypothetically, on that, just on a segue, <laughs> would that be to say that the Great Pyramid of Giza is just full of cats? Could you imagine? Wow. There are a lot of like cat statues that they had yeah. in there, like the they gold cast them. ones yeah. and all that stuff. So essentially, dogs were sort of, you know, domesticated to help keep the cats at bay. Ah, there's another podcast right there. But essentially, what happened was this person, and I'm not going to say male or female, I'm just going to I'm say... I'm pretty sure we'll be able to get there. This right. person cracked the shits at me and you and said, what humans do you know? <laughs> should not be feeding their pets meat products. They should be feeding them a purely holistic vegan diet it's healthier for them and it's healthier for the planet and so, i'd like to point out at this time we did not we were talking about the differences because you've seen the original movie yes and i haven't but i've we watched the trailer together and you've read the majority of the book yes so, so. i was just asking you based because you were, i was saying oh in the trailer i saw this does this happen in the book and I'm not going to spoil it for anyone yeah. on the podcast. But basically, Michael was... Um, I was saying, oh, I remember seeing this in the trailer and blah, blah, blah. And Michael's gone, well, it sort of goes a little bit more along the pathway and the lines of this. And yeah. they to make it more um, horror thriller for the movie, this is how they've done it. You know, how they've sort of rewritten the screenplay. So we're literally talking about a book-to-movie adaptation. Exactly. Nothing about pets... Nothing about veganism, but this person... Completely went off the rails. A wig flew. A wig shot up into the sky. It was a case of, I was sitting there, or standing there with a coffee and holding this book, and it was literally a case... Uh, that centrifuge went from on to unbalanced like, <laughs> really, really fast. Gary Oldman could not have gone more <laughs> psycho than this person did. Oh. And she was she went red in the face and was yelling... Like the staff there, at well, the, and I'm not going to say the, the bookstore, but this is a different bookstore to where we normally go to. Um, and this lady, person, guy, 
um, individual individual of the vegan agenda of the vegan agenda really pushed home that cats, specifically cats, should not be eating plants because it should be eating plants. They Sorry, should, should be, not be yeah, eating. So meat. they should be eating plants because it's more holistic, better for the planet, and it'll make them more. You know, it, it improve their lifespan. Now, to which we said, okay, what sort of food would you recommend I feed to said cat? Well, and they said soy-based products. To which I replied, okay, how much of the Amazon has been cleared? I'm oh, not. First, I asked, are you a fan of mock meats? And you said, yes, that's what you should be feeding your cat. To which I said. So, soy-based mock meat. And she said, yes. To which I said, so you're telling me that we should continue clearing the Amazon rainforest for soy and soya bean to give an animal that it is literally in the law cruelty yeah. to give anything other than yeah. a certain way of living to them. Absolutely. And then she was just like, what would you know? It's like, tell that to my degrees hanging up on the wall at home, but whatever. So, essentially... I wasn't very polite to this person. I was a lot more shorter than I usually am. And this person was kind of taken aback. And then I pretty much rammed home the fact that, you know, humans and animals fall into three niches, which are carnivores, omnivores... And herbies. Herbivores. We already have three vegans living in this house. Yeah. So they are purely herbivores. They're going to eat grass, grass, grains. grass, grains, carrots... Root vegetables to a point. And a ton, shit ton of greens. Shit ton of greens. <laughs> not not lettuce. Lettuce is poisonous. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to say lettuce. Yeah. I meant like your spinaches. Yes, yeah, spinach. Like your grasses and yeah. your bok choy. And we give them a little bit of cabbage every yeah, now so, and again. I like to give them my strawberry tops. And I like to think that, you know, they really appreciate that. Yeah. Sometimes when it comes to Christmas, I may, I may give them a massive carrot each. Yeah. You know? Because we know... And we've done the research and essentially there are people who are going to listen to this and get angry and never listen to us again. And at the end of the day, I'm not for or against. I'm just saying at the end of the day, a cat is a cat. A dog is a dog. They don't have any political views. They do not understand monetary gain. At the end of the day, they just want your love. They want love, attention, they want to be healthy, and they will eat based on their genetic predisposition. And also their genetic predisposition disposes what they're going to eat. Exactly. For example, okay, um, we have one cat, Moz, who's my familiar, and she loves the smell of... like She hears me put popcorn in the microwave, and she's like, this is it. We're having a party. You know what I mean? And you just go... I wouldn't normally feed it to it, but your brother once came over and like dumped popcorn everywhere. Yeah, eating the popcorn. And I like literally, I was on my hands and knees picking up this popcorn. I vacuumed, but it was literally everywhere. And since then, you know what I mean? That I'm saying I'm force feeding a cat here popcorn. It's. I'm just saying, in the context of if, if for example. Once or twice we've bought a bag of food because we were just trying to vary, you know, because it would get boring if you ate the same meal every single day. So we mix up their cat food sometimes and we give them rotations. Obviously, we majority buy the bag or bags. I think they have two or three brands that they absolutely love. 
yeah. that they demolish in like two minutes flat. But in terms of variation, we prefer to give them the kibble because obviously teeth health. Yeah. And they're the cats that don't need the oil based kind of um, wet food and everything like that. Yeah. So. And the other thing too about corn, corn is basically. The starch. Starch, carbs. It Which gets, they don't have the enzyme no. to break down anyway. And it gets converted into simple sugars and then animals get fat. We get fat. If I eat too much carbs, basically I'm a tank. So essentially forcing a, a cat or a dog to primarily eat corn is animal cruelty. Forcing a cat to eat nothing but grass or grass-based products is a form of cruelty. But I don't understand how... If our pets didn't like something, they just won't eat it. They won't. And you can tell because there's yeah. food left, they're hungry, they're getting agitated, they're getting antsy, and they're not themselves. Who goes, I'm going to keep giving you yeah. this crap that keep I know you're it. not eating? And you can tell because they would get constipated. They would get sick. Yeah. And see, sometimes what they do is they will... People with outdoor cats, the cats, if they're unwell or something, they will eat grass to throw off. Yes, that's right. So, I mean, obviously, it. some people have Siamese cats. I know someone who has a Siamese cat. Obviously, they're not going to get fur balls, but they feed a primarily wet food diet, yeah. which is from cans, like raw chicken. Yeah, because they don't have the fur to protect them, so they need the more oily. Yeah, same with fish. So... You wouldn't go out and say, okay, I'm going to give my cat primarily tofu. Fuck no. But now here's the thing. They have a brand of cat litter called tofu cat litter. It's made from soy-based products. So I'm assuming they just use the soy plant. I'm assuming that they would use everything except the soybean because the soybean is what they use to get like... Yeah. Now, obviously, there is a certain... Okay, this is a bell curve. There are people against for undecided. Like, at the bottom, to put us on the spectrum, I wouldn't say we're plant-based. Yes. I reckon 75 to 80% of our diet is plant-based, and the other part is meat or meat products yes. or animal products. But I'm not going to lie. Occasionally, I will go, I'm going to have a steak. Yeah, no, of course. But I've had people play jokes on me in the past with... Vegan-based meat. When you tell someone I'm not a vegan and I have no interest of being a vegan, do they are they that extreme that they think that I mean I'm going home every night eating a steak? Yes. yes. I've had a few people um, tell me to go kill myself mm-hmm. because I eat other animals and I'm, you know, perpetuating hate against animals and I should be arrested by the police and who are you know, obviously meat eaters people i mean look at the paleolithic times i mean it literally goes back to the point where you got you have to eat what you've got humans have evolved mm-hmm. we have evolved to the point where you know we can drive cars and all that sort of stuff but originally it was a case of humans were evolving to the point where where, where they could hunt predators Yes. We became the alpha predators. Yes. The reason we have tools is so we can hunt lions and defend ourselves against other meat eaters. Look at the saber-toothed tiger. Exactly. So you look at those kind of situations back then. Obviously, there are people in those camps that are going to say, well, we're not in the pre-o, you know, paleolithic times. And you know what I say? 
Have you seen what people are like when there's a 30% off sale in the supermarket? They go nuts for the meat. Why do you think people get such a high going shopping? They want red meat. Not specifically red meat, but that's the equivalent today. Power. That's why people don't understand. That's the new hunter-gatherer lifestyle. Meat. You're going out for a freaking sale on special, on special. Yeah. Red meat equals power. That's I'm not essentially red meat but, specifically. I'm more of a chicken person myself. But, but essentially, it's a case of you see a lot of documentaries. Okay, we don't. We take everything on two sides of the Unless coin. it's got a DOI or a PubMed ID. Yeah. And even then, you need to cross-reference that you with do. other things. And obviously, I just got a little bit annoyed, so that's why I'm approaching it from the... I'm against. I understand there are people who use veganism as an... You know, that is their... Yeah, that's their choice. Good that's on their them. choice. Good on them. Um, that's what you want. If you're eating healthily and you're getting everything you need to get, like you're getting all your vitamins, you're getting all your minerals, yeah. you're getting your iron... Freaking go for it. Go for it. But at the end of the day, it's when someone's imposing their ideals on, on, someone else an, on an animal different. specifically that I makes me angry. I found some stats for you. Okay. Um, so basically in 2013, some Swedish researchers identified that the dog genome contained an increased amount. So this is domesticated dogs on average. So they took a whole like genome pool and they cross-referenced and you know how you compare DNA sequences from multiple organisms, right? Uh, for dogs. And they found that domesticated dog breeds had an increased amylase so that's the uh, enzyme that breaks down starch compared to wolves so like wild wolves and they also found that the gut microbiome of domesticated dogs was quite different to wolves because they had obviously more bacteria that break down carbohydrates break down cellulose and that kind of thing compared to uh, normal enzymes such as your trypsin and whatnot that are there to break down your like your protein into amino like your basic amino acids, and they found that the way a domesticated dog eats is quite different to a wolf's kind yeah. of diet because with thousands of years of domestication changes in diet, food quantity, quality, that's what has evolved to making domestic dogs smaller size and teeth smaller size yes. compared to a wild dog such as a wolf and then they went further and they've cross-referenced some other studies that said domesticated dogs in comparison to wolves have listen to this more tooth loss and fractures despite being fed sorry because of being fed sorry despite being fed softer food types they have bigger dental issues because of the lack of bones yeah. In their diet, the lack of meat in their diet. Did you know this is on wolves specifically? As wolves are alpha predators, they they are able to literally digest everything. Ninety five percent of a meal. Yeah, it's primarily meat, and what they do is they primarily hunt things like, um, well, continue. I guess elk, deer. Yeah, they can eat like birds, mice, fish, that sort of stuff. But what they will also do is hunt down weaker members of herd. Oh, yes. And the weaker, older. Young, exactly, like because the, they don't yeah. want to waste a lot of energy when they're hunting. And they now, don't want to get hurt as well. Exactly. Going after the now, bigger. from conservation points of view, when you disrupt the wolf numbers, 
You find Yellowstone it, National Park. You get explosions, <clears throat> and now they've actually had to reintroduce the wolves to keep back the in. other predators. Yeah, the, to keep the uh, deer or elk down or whatever yeah. it was. Um, but the interesting thing about wolves is because they obviously groom themselves. Um, when they have, when they eat the bones as well. Yes. But if there's any small parts of bone, that actually gets caught up in the hair, mm-hmm. and then they can just pass that out in pellets as yeah. well. And it doesn't disrupt their digestive tract. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So they don't get injured by, by eating bone. So that's why wolves specifically cannot survive on a plant-based or a vegan mm-hmm. diet because they will get sick and they will die. And I know everyone, well, some people could say to me, oh, but you can just give your dog a, a, a bone to chew. It's That's what the dog is trying to mimic. Yes. It wants... To have that that experience of gnawing on something, yeah, it, it wouldn't do it if it didn't want it. Yeah, and see if you and like see it's the gnawing part to help keep their dental health. Yes, but also they get calcium exactly from the right, and you also have the stuff within the bone, like yeah. the bone marrow that's got the vitamins and minerals within it, and exactly. the iron. So and another interesting thing, going back to Paleolithic time, if you compare dental, um, like tooth size, tooth cusps, size. numbers. Our teeth now, we... Oh, shit. It's shit. Did they go to the dent? I know that they had shorter lifespans, blah, blah, blah. Have a look at their teeth and have a look at someone buried now. The canines are much more pronounced and, and essentially they could bite through more solid... They could... Okay, so a human could bite through a finger like it's no tomorrow, like a carrot. I reckon they would be able to bite. I don't know. I'd have to look at jaw pressure, like pounds per square inch. To check that out. But any Hoozle. Then, more specifically for cats. Now, this is from the RSPCA, right? So, I'm sorry, but I'm going to believe whatever they say. And they said that cats would become seriously ill if given an exclusively plant-based diet. And guess what? If that wasn't enough incentive because you're not going to put your pet first, owners could run the risk of getting a criminal record. Because when you adopt or purchase said pet... You are do- doing it under the guidelines and you sign a guideline saying that you are going to provide a healthy diet, provide a suitable living condition, the ability for the animal to live normally, have appropriate company, protection from pain, suffering, injury and disease. And some cases I know that obviously everyone's going to say there, so you know there's different extremes on the spectrum, but you're, you seriously run the risk of malnourishing your pet, especially a cat. Because they are meat eaters. Yeah. You can't give them anything else. No. That's, you know, that's part of their healthy diet. So for this person to say that, you know, cats should be... She don't know. Or he or she. This individual. This individual. Who will not be named. And I'm definitely leaving it guessing because I'm not going to perpetuate crazy. But this particular person went off at us over a book. So there's okay. I understand bell curve. There are people quite happily enjoy the vegan way of life. Good on yous. You know that's yep. that's your cup of tea. There are the people who, who just want to eat meat. push crazy. Yeah. Now I'm not going to name names on the internet or anything because that's not our agenda. I'm just. It, it's out there. That's it, all we're saying. It's out there. So I understand. There's also a certain camp of humans that say, "Do what you want to do." Do what you want to do. And then there's the other ones that say people who do in fact have pets are 
you know, animal cruelty. If your pet wants to eat that stuff, if you put out a line of food for them, and that's what they go to, and that's what they want to eat, freaking do it. Yeah. As long as it's healthy for them, and it's not, you know, going to be bad for them over the long run in terms of, um, you know, uh, deficiencies or having too high concentrations of other stuff, uh, go for your life. If that's what they want, freaking go for it. I've had friends um, with a cat who likes to eat cacti needles. There are also like elderly dogs or dogs that have been so malnourished and then they're given a proper home and the owners take care of them. They don't know and then they do. can't eat meat because they have no teeth. Yeah. And they can't process it because their body spends so much energy making these enzymes yeah. that the dog is sick. So they say, I'm just going to... It's like a porridge, but it's not like a normal porridge. It's like it's oats. It's a slurry. It's yeah. an oats thing and everything. And you go, dude, you are taking better care than any, you know, better care yeah. of your pet than the majority of people do for their pets. If that's what your dog needs, dog, cat, elephant, yeah. horse, rabbit need, do it. Yeah. The other thing about that is being scientists, there comes a point where we have to experiment on rodents. Huh. Now... That's another kettle of fish, and we may talk about that someday down the track. But there are people. Big pharma, we should do it. Big pharma, yeah. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll talk about big pharma because that, in a way, very much affects us. And but unfortunately, you also the science community depends who don't on big actually pharma. Actually, know what they're talking about when yeah. they're saying big pharma, and there's a lot of fake news. Yeah, fake news. <laughs> like That's actual. A- Stuff that isn't real, yeah. So out there, but okay. Yeah. Uh, onto the next topic of stuff that isn't real. Yeah. Um, is Sharapova? She took like a, I think it was a fifteen. No, sorry. Was it how long a toilet break was it? Like a seven or ten minute toilet break. Um, because just because. Yeah. And then she had the post-match inter- game set, yes, match. <laughs> I have to say it every time to make sure. Because it's like a football game, yeah. a rugby game, a yeah. soccer game. And then everything else, you have to be like, match. Yeah. So I have to say game set match in my head. To so we're sure. not going to say a safety game. We're going to say a safety match. So basically, they ask, were asking her questions about, bitch, why were you taking so long in the bathroom? And then she's like, what do you want me to say? And then the journalist says, just the truth, I guess. And then she replies with, I think that's a silly question to ask. And then he baited her about um, the drug that she was taking because she has a bone calcium problem, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, that she knew because they told her months in advance that she would have to stop taking this drug. And then she didn't stop taking this drug, so she got like a fifteen month ban because she tested positive, yeah, like two three years ago, whatever it was at the Australian Open, and oh, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. What do you do? And I just I don't understand this woman. I still reckon that Serena Williams should actually have a crack at playing against some of the people in the mixed. big circuit. Mixed, mixed. Do it for charity. Absolutely, because you know what? This is not me. Having a go. This is me Dude, saying... Dude, she's a freaking superstar. She is... She can do whatever she wants. She is machine. Serena Williams for president 20, 2020 or whatever the she hell She is a boss. Is. Dude, she was eight, eight weeks pregnant with their child, won a couple million dollars in a, an hour's worth of work, right? 
has her baby. Yeah. She's got pulmonary embolism, still delivers her child. She went into septic shock or something, didn't she? And she thought she was going to die. Bounced back from it. And she's killing it. She's one of the most consistent tennis players of our generation. Yeah. Um, she holds basically... One of, I should stop saying basically. Um, she either does or she doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, the, the Williams sisters are just amazing. Like, at the moment, Venus Williams... Is she even playing in yeah, this tournament? Um, essentially, she got a 207km per hour serve. This, this year? Yeah. Because uh, I mustn't have favourited her, because you know on the Tennis Australia app, for the Australian Open, I don't think it favourited, because you can favourite which players you want to get the notifications about. So, like, when yeah. they're playing news headlines within the app... Um, and match scores and whatnot, and it mustn't have gone through or mustn't have clicked the right name or something. I must yeah. have double clicked Serena. But the uh, one of our Aussies, Samuel Groth, still holds the record. A bit unofficially. Unofficial at two hundred and sixty-three kilometers per hour. For any of you Americans listening, that's one hundred and sixty-three point four miles per hour. Jesus. Yeah. Talking about uh, time. Conversions. Yes. Uh, apparently, NASA scientists said that they solved a long-standing mystery, and they found out that a day on Saturn is ten hours, thirty-three minutes, and thirty-eight seconds long. Geez, that's a nice working week. Yeah. Could you imagine? Wow. You would be able to work two weeks, have two weeks off. Yeah. That would be nice. That'd be awesome. It apparently, would be. it was a really hard to figure out um, because of obviously it's a gassy planet. And because it doesn't have landmarks, so you can't really track it as it... Is it is it round? Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Throw it back to last week's but episode. What I want to know is, do, do Saturn's rings make sound? Because then I'd want to figure out what their ringtones are. Oh. Oh. Technically, there's no sound in space. Yeah, just for everyone listening, that was a pun. That was a space pun. Notice how there was no laughter but, uh, to tie it back. But to tie it back, apparently that's how they figured out the length of the day because they can't figure out it based on any landmarks. So they did it of the rings. And in my head, do you know if this was a protein? Do you know what I'd do? I'd shove a fluorescent probe on it. Uh, <laughs> would that technically make them the Lord of the Rings now? I thought it already was the Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Uh, what do you do? Talking about naming something Mordor, apparently there is a hell of a lot of an increase in Golden Staff wow. in Australia right now. Wow, that's apparently awesome. Apparently there's like a massive outbreak in WA. Well, that's what you want. Uh, apparently well, really. as of, sorry, from quarterly data between, I don't understand how this can be a quarter, or maybe they're trying to say they analyse quarterly data excuse me, and then tallied it all together. But from the 1st of January 2011 to December 31st, 2016, apparently 58 West Australian and 93 Victorian public hospitals had... So in total, so that's the amount of public hospitals that had patients be administered with Golden Staff infections. And of those hospitals, this is just the reported number, 10,000 and... 10,320 bloodstream events. So, sepsis events. That's, um... 
Yeah. And apparently it's increasing at a rate of 8% in Victoria and 6% in WA every year. And it's higher among older patients in men and particularly higher for men over 60, but I couldn't get a correlation um, index for that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Of the study, they didn't provide that data. Now, the other interesting thing is there's... Well, I could go into the science behind it, but people probably don't want to hear it, but everyone will either have Staphylococcus aureus or Staphylococcus epidermidis up their nose. There's a small percentage of people who have Staphylococcus aureus up me, their nose. Me, me. So then, for instance, if you have an open wound and someone like comes to... into a hospital and yeah. sneezes and they're immune deficient... Well, that's why they test medical staff and people who work within the medical field. And if you are tested... If you test positive... Um, because apparently, like, you can have it for six months and then it goes away. Yeah. But so they routinely test them. And if at any point on these tests you test positive for Staph aureus, you can't work in burns units. No. You can't work in um, the immunity units or anything like that, which is fair enough. Like, that's obviously smart, you know, workplace safety yeah. and whatnot. And essentially, you can kind of avoid it just by, you know, basic Cleaning. hygiene. <laughs> So, but NATO hand washing is it NATO hand yeah. washing or is it no. what's the hand washing? NATO, thing? no, it can't be NATO. NATO is oh, I can't remember the hand technique. I do it, I practice it myself, yeah. but also, too, people who actually have skin conditions is it the CDC? Um, one of the probably the nastiest one I know of is um, staphylococcal scalded skin syndrome. Mm. That's nasty. If you see pictures of that. Feel free to Google it if you wish. Um, the world, I don't think it's... I think it's the World Health Organization. And that's the one where, obviously, they recommend motion everything. Yes. So you're not touching anything. Yeah. But the idea is, like, for example, say you have your left palm out. Yeah. And then you put your right fingers on top of yeah. your left palm. You circle it around and you cover your fingers. And then you put, like, one hand... Uh, like your palm touches the back you of your other it. hand and you do your fingers and then you do your nails. Surgeon. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Get into the, the creases and everything. I'm not going to say I do it every single time I wash my hands, but when one of us is sick, I yeah. definitely and you have to. take that approach. And unfortunately, uh, it brings us to the topic of antibiotic resistance. Which I guess we could talk about in another episode. Absolutely. I'm going to record that. There's some really I'm going to cool write stuff. that down. Yeah. Um, we won't bring it in this one, but... We will bring that heavily to the fray um, because it's coming out in... Droves, man. Because Droves. of... Yeah. And that also will bring up the topic of anti And I'm actually qualified to talk about Same that because I actually worked in yeah. a lab dealing with antibiotic resistance. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. So, very cool, but nasty at the same time. Yeah. Only because doing microbiology, you can see... Golden staff, although it looks pretty, terrific. Um, if you get, do you know someone... which one looks the most beautiful? Pseudomonas. Yes, motile. Looks like you know, shimmering. Yeah, really cool. So, um, but yeah, on the uh, on the topic of uh, gases, <laughs> the topic of today's podcast. Yes, actual main topic. You sent me a challenge last week, and I can tell you, I watched about ten hours of YouTube videos. I read journal articles, I read finance reports, I watched 
like four hours of Linus Tech Tips's opinion and a ton of other people on the interwebs all about Ethereum mining today. Yes. So are you? I'm taking you along for the ride. Take me along for the ride. You can ask your questions. I'm not going to say I'm a PhD in Ethereum mining, but I'd like to say I at least have an honorary degree. Done. Okay? Do so I'm going to try my best. Feel free to correct me, but like I said, I did my best. Okay. So today we're talking about Ethereum mining. But before I can talk about what on earth, flat earth, that is, I needed to find a couple of terms. Now, the first thing that, just me alone, I had no idea about was blockchain. And all I, shut up, Fringe. All I knew is that it had something to do with cryptocurrencies, and I thought that they were the umbrella or parent company of the whole cryptocurrency network, and that they were like the admin part of it that held all the records and the record keepers and everything like that. But it turns out that blockchain, if you separate the words block and chain, is a chain of blocks that contains information, which is so handy-dandy intelligent, right? And you're going to say to me, why is this unique, Steph? And let me tell you, Full Moon Chicken, it was originally made in 1991 to digitally timestamp documents so that they couldn't be backdated or tampered with. And it was pretty much gone mostly unused until Bitcoin picked it up 10 years ago to develop cryptocurrency. So now, uh, blockchain, one word, is a distributed chain that is open access. And once data has been encoded into a block, it is a lot harder to change. So they kept that kind of backdating lock on things. So each block within a chain contains data, the data itself, the hash of the block, so the block number and ID, and the hash of the block before it. So you might have blocks one, two, three. Block two will have its information, but also the information about block one like the, the information of what block number block one is within it. So all in all, I think it was really, really cool because you, this information you can store within the block depends on the blockchain. So for example, if you're using Bitcoin, it will be Bitcoin specific. If you're using Ethereum, it'll be Ethereum specific. But just because everyone's a lot more familiar with Bitcoin and so that way I can compare the two because I know enough knowledge to compare the two Bitcoin itself just stores the details about a transaction. So say that you were sending something to me on Bitcoin, the Bitcoin blockchain would say, okay, Full Metal Chicken sent something to Steph Afar. This is the amount it was, and this is why it was sent. So a hash is, so the ID, it's unique to every, every block is different. So the hash number is kind of like a unique fingerprint, if you will, an identifier of both the block and its contents. And once a block is, calc is pretty much created, its hash is calculated, and if you change anything inside the block, that causes the hash to change. And once the hash changes, the whole chain of blocks is then altered. So similarly, by containing the hash of the previous block, this creates a chain of blocks. So it makes it a lot more secure. But you're going to say, what about the first block, Steph? How can it contain a hash of something that doesn't exist yeah. if there was no previous block? Well, let me tell you. The first block in the chain is special because it's the first one. 
and it obviously doesn't have the previous hash. So it's called the Genesis block. Genesis. Very biblical, if you ask me. And you can't even adjust the blocks quick enough within the chain so because it's closed in a certain way so that way it stops things being tampered with. And apparently this is called proof of work. And it's a mechanism that slows down both the creation of new, like the sl slows down the creation of new blocks. So you're not making like thousands of new blocks within seconds. It's kind of like a lockout period. If yep. that's something I can equate it to. So for the Bitcoin system, it takes 10 minutes to calculate the required proof of work and to add a new block to the chain. And obviously this is all to try and make it harder for the blocks to be tampered with. Because obviously if you're going to tamper with one, that takes 10 minutes to recalculate that proof of work and then 10 minutes to recalculate the next proof of work and then 10 minutes to recalculate that. So it, obviously it can be done. Yeah. Like there would be someone out there that could do it. But the idea is it's going to make it a lot harder because of this time constraint. So because that is obviously, I don't want to use the word hackable, but because you can break that chain of proof of work, per se, they added another layer to security to blockchain. So instead of using a central entity to manage the chain, so like a library or a single server, a peer-to-peer -peer review network that you and I can join. So anyone who uses the system, you are a node. Yeah. And you don't know it, but every, well, maybe it's not every single chain, but whatever your network is, your computer or your system, also it's like a fact check. Yeah. Facts fact checks that block so when someone's new when someone new is added the genesis block is generated and that is sent pretty much instantly to anyone within the network and every node or every person on the network or their system they verify that block essentially to ensure that it hasn't been tampered with and if it's verified each node or user system adds this block to their own chain so it's not just one linear chain, it's a lot more of like a tree yeah. per se, once it builds. So this kind of gives the system a bit more of a consensus and obviously really, really helps with the validation of stuff. Because the idea is if one block's going to be tampered with and obviously with the 10 minute lockout, it's going to make the system a lot easier for other nodes in the network to reject that alteration within the chain. So obviously that could probably be done too, but the idea is to successfully tamper with the blockchain, all of the blocks within the chain need to have their proof of work recalculated and you would need to control, I don't know why it's more than 50% specifically, but more than 50% of the peer-to-peer -peer, uh, reviews net of the network would need to be controlled before a tampered block would be accepted yep. within the network system. So, I'm sorry if that was a rush, but any questions on that thus far? No, 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 I'll, I'll follow. Okay. So, I tried to understand as much because I'm not really of a majorly IT background, so that was probably, I was probably the best person to do this job. <laughs> so, now you can ask me, Steph, we want to know about Ethereum. That's what we're talking about. So, basically, Ethereum was made by this guy who was working on Bitcoin and then he made the Ethereum blockchain protocol. And so he pretty much got inspired by Bitcoin and was like, nah, I want to do it my way. So Bitcoin functions, like we said, on proof of work, whereas Ethereum works on computations of, or like, it makes computations based, well, using com uh, gaming graphics, not gaming graphics 
specifically, but GPUs. Um, do you know what a GPU is? General processing unit. Thank you. So basically, the idea is you're going to set your computer or your system up to solve random problems. And oh, actually, sorry, correction, graphics processing mm -hmm. unit. So essentially, if you want a GPU, it's a video card. Pretty much. Essentially, yeah. So basically, the Ethereum version of proof of work is your computer solving random algorithms or problems. Uh, but with the move to virtual mining, it's called proof of safe, and apparently that was only in, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not implicated, but it was only like brought like they only brought out proof of safe recently and added it to the system. So the currency of Ethereum is Ether, and that makes Ethereum run pretty much. And unlike Bitcoin, it's Bitcoin isn't run by someone if that makes sense it's yeah. run by multiple people multiple nodes it's i don't use the word universal it exists but, as in its own kind of entity yeah it's a network because every node is technically part of network obviously um every node has the ability to control what's going on if that makes sense whereas bitcoin uh, sorry whereas ethereum is run by people so i can email them obviously it would take some time but i could email them get in contact with them i could ask them how the currency is doing i could ask them to give me information i could ask them to give me hints tips tricks and to point me in the right direction to get started so you can actually it's run by actual people and it also uses this smart contract system which are the digital code or triggers that you can implement online to execute different tasks that you need to do. And this next part is really, really cool. You can actually get apps like, so you know how Microsoft, Linux, Apple, people yep. have taken the code and then they've built stuff on top of it. And then if you, like Apple will say, yes, you can sell this on my app store or whatever. Yep. People do that with Ether. And then, so you can have Ethereum blockchain as a base protocol and then decentralized applications that are built on top of the Ethereum. And that makes it more flexible. Therefore, you've got more developers. And it's not so much about value of currency. It's more like a true software company. So you've got developers that are building on top of it pretty much. So all it boils down to is you're lending your hardware to a company and then they do, in quotation marks, the work for you. Yep. But they give you a reward for you allowing them to use your system. Yep. Essentially. So the dude is called, I apologize because I'm going to butcher this name, Vitalik Buterin. And he picked up the name Ethereum after browsing Wikipedia about elements in science fiction. And he thought, I immediately realized that I liked the word Ethereum better than all of the other alternatives I have seen. I suppose it's because the the fact that it sounded nice and you had the word ether referring to the hypothetical invisible medium that permeates the universe and allows light to travel. So it was proposed in 2013 by this guy. He apparently was like the cryptocurrency researcher and a programmer of Bitcoin. Development was funded by a crowd sale that took place between July and August of 2014. Systems went live on the 30th of July 2015, so pretty much a year after that. And they gave away 72 million pre-mined coins. And right now, that accounts for 70% of the total circulating supply. 
in 2016, apparently, as a result of the exploitation of a flaw in the DA. DAO Project's uh, smart contract software. The subsequent theft of 50 million worth of Ether uh, was split. That like 50, Someone stole 50 million worth of Ether. That's $50 million dollars worth of Ether. So because of that, uh, there was a bit of a rift. So Ethereum is now split into two separate blockchains. Uh, one is just Ethereum or ETH and uh, the other one is just Ethereum Classic or ETC. And the value of the Ethereum currency has grown over 13,000% in 2017 to over $1,400. But last year it took take a bit of a dive and fell back to $200. Nice. So now this is probably where you're going to ask me. So you've told me all this information. I know about blockchain. I know why they named Ether Ether. But how can I actually mine Ethereum? So... Apparently, it's because it's one of the most used coins. It's one of the most used coins, I should say, because it is so easy to mine compared to other cryptocurrencies. All you need is a gaming PC or a decent miner setup, an Ethereum wallet, uh, because that's what's going to give you a specific address so that way you can get your monies. So the wallet is basically one of those QR codes, and that kind of just like gives you access to... Well, it lets you store your coins in a place on the internet obviously and then you can log into a website like nanopool or whatever because in my research not that i'm a specialist but apparently it's a lot better to be part of a pool because unless you've got thousands of cards running all at once and you're running your own mini server you're not going to be that ventful like you're not going to make that much for yourself so everyone recommends that you take part of a pool and one the most recommended one is nanopool uh, or whatever other pooling service you want to prefer so you download that as a zip file you extract it and then you need to select and run the ethereum.bat or .bat file and then it comes with up with a notepad and in there you just add your wallet address you exit you save and you start it uh, apparently using this Thing, you can dual mine so you can for example mine ethereum and then whatever other cryptocurrency you want to mine at the same time uh, some other pools you can use are f2 f pool or solo but again don't mine alone uh, it takes you a long time to make anything and if you want to calculate how much you can earn you just take your mega hash output you plug it into a website like crypto CryptoCompare.com and they calculate it for you because they take into account your hashing power per second, your power consumption in watts, and the cost, well, in kilowatts per hour it takes for you to run your system. But what Linus Tech Tips taught me is that you also need to consider your air conditioning. Yes. yes. <laughs> so make sure you factor that in to your cost. It's going to be generated from all those GPUs running. Yes. And apparently this is another trap that people fall into a lot. A lot of people think that it's better if they just overclock their system, specifically their core and memory clocks. Um, now, some people have done that in like a lot of how-to videos and yeah. a lot of how to get started just to show you the ropes kind of introductory videos. And they say that well, from what they showed, I've never run this myself, but I saw what other people did. Um, 
it makes you say that you overclock it a little bit it can or as max as you can it can get you 20 or 30 cents extra out of it but at the same time something I, I thought about was if you're gonna you're gonna have this system mining ideally for 24 7 yeah right and people were showing their computers like gaming pcs or their rigs hooked up to a monitor and just how slow it runs yeah so obviously if you're going to run this pretty much 24 7 you whether you're using a gaming pc or a mining rig you're going to kill yeah you'll, you'll no matter how GPU. much no matter how much you take care of it no matter how much you maintain it you're going to end up spending more like unless you're doing this to such a high extreme and you have the funds to do it you're going to spend more either more money than you've earned or equal yeah. money or comparatively equal every cent you've earned mining to buy another system setup or to buy either a new gaming pc or buy new cards to fit within your system so, not that I'm a specialist, but my second piece of advice is use a system mining method, not a computer, because laptops would be more expensive in the long run. Yep. Um, and then you're going to ask me, okay, Steph, which one is the most profitable gaming card to use? Um, so, I did a little bit of research, and the most recent updated site I could see is the Navita GTX 1080 Ti, and to be honest... Not many people run the TI. Last time I checked the list, only one person used the TI because it's so damn expensive. And a lot of people are running 1070s. Yes. For uh, that's the next one. I'm yeah. pretty sure it was like GTX 1080 TI and then GTX 1080. And then I'm pretty sure it was like 1070s and maybe even 1060s, if that's a thing. Yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head. All the numbers are now blurring into one. And see, what some people will do is they'll actually set up an open-air yep. um, rig. Yep. And they'll get a minimum of six GPUs and they'll hook them up. And yeah. essentially what they'll do is, depending on the power supply, there's people who You can crank up, it. Like, there are systems that you can crank. I understand yeah. that. And there'll be people who say, for instance, just throwing Corsair out yep. there because that's a popular brand. You've also got Coolmaster. Yeah. Um, and what they'll do is they can run an 800 to a 1200 watt power supply. Yeah. And then essentially... Well, on the topic of the, the GT70, um, some people run the, the GeForce GTX 1070 Founders Edition only because it's got, you know, 8 gig DDR5 RAM. Yep. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It's got DDR5. Um, and then it just depends on what motherboard you want and whether or not you're running, say, like a an i7, an i8, or an i9, which is your CPU. Yep. So, yeah. Um, how many cores do you want? And then I suppose you're going to have to have a hard drive. To, yeah. Yeah. So primarily people would go solid state, no moving parts. Pretty much. Smarter. Um, smart people. Smarter, but if it breaks, it's just harder to yeah. get that data off. And then what you want is you need adapters so you can hook, because you're not going to set it up the same way, for instance. You're not going to get, say, two GPUs oh, and SLR. Oh, no. All it's going to be is fans and cards. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And you want to keep it cool. So... Yeah. Well, I just to put it in this server room. <laughs> yeah, otherwise what you do is you get a liquid nitrogen cooling system and, like, run it at minus 52 degrees Celsius, so... Mm, you put it in the 4 degree cold room in the lab. Yeah, so <laughs> that's a that's an idea of how to set one up. So, on the list that I saw, obviously it's probably updated since, the, I, you know, that time that the list was written, but the GTX 1080 Ti got the person apparently 6.9 gigahashes per second. 
So all in all, to tie this all together, just based on my... I don't want to use the word research because when you're Googling something, that's not research. <laughs> but quotation marks research. If you have a pretty decent tech lying around, look, go ahead, go for it. Make your own system. Test out pools, you know? Test out the different cryptocurrency. If you've got time, if that's something you want a hobby, seriously, go for it. However, if you have none of that, and the only way for you to take part in this sort of thing is to buy a system... Don't do it. Don't be going out buying computers, buying parts. Just buy and exchange the currency itself. Take part in trade, not the mining aspect of it. And don't spend your money bloody buying video cards or fans just to set up a system. Just be a trader. That's it. Be the middleman. Middleman makes a lot of money. Think of all them loan sharks out there. Be smart. Be a Russian loan shark, but, but Ethereum. Yes. Do it. Sharks. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's about, you know, GPUs. Because we were looking at GPUs and we were looking at um, sort of what kind of prices we could get for building a new rig. And, um, yeah, we, we stumbled upon Ethereum mining. But seriously, be a Russian Ethereum mine shark. And I can say that because my dad's dad's part Russian. So. so yeah, so um, is there anything else we need to bring to the ether? Oh, oh, you're very punny. Um, you know what? There's probably lots. I just can't yeah. think of it at the top of my head. Personal life, like actual life, life. If I, the honesty, like getting in, has been man slaughtering. Um, and if this is how difficult. The course is going to be and the course hasn't even started yet. My lit review that I previously written and then had to scrap because of project change is due in a month and a week. Which is pretty crazy. Yeah. And I just... I feel like I'm happy doing what I'm doing and this is what I wanted to do. I just feel like I haven't had a break since the beginning of third year. I don't know. I feel like I haven't done anything. I feel like I haven't been anywhere. And this weather's killing me more than anything, to be honest. I think I want to just move into the four degree cold room in the lab hallway and just chill out in there. Yeah, it's going to be pretty hectic. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I can't think of anything. What about you? No, I'm all oh, good. Good luck to all people fighting the fire down in... Yanyin Road in Doreen at the moment. Hopefully no one's hurt. Let's get an update, shall we? Because, uh, yeah, that was a pretty big fire. 35 units responding. I... That was a... That was a big fire. Like, massive fire. My theory is... Is that someone... Because they reopened that road today. Like, two hours before the fire started. So I know that the the property that caught fire aren't smart people because they're supposed to have everything either backburned or cleared out for fire safety, and yep. they didn't do that for whatever reason, and something got lit up, and I reckon someone just threw a cigarette butt out the window, and yep. pfft, apparently it started by a pile of wood catching fire. Damn. And 
they're saying now it's under control. But, like, we were watching the stream that the chopper was putting out on Twitter. Yeah. Apparently, it tore through the house. And... Jesus. And a car parked outside the residence. That's... But no one's injured, allegedly. It's not believed to be suspicious. Investigators will return to the scene tomorrow morning. Uh, How about you just do your job so it doesn't happen again? Yeah. They're just going to say, oh, it's too dark. We can't do anything. I don't know. What do you do when you gobble down sweets? Diabetes. Oh, jeez. Do you need to be such fact-checky? Well, you know, someone asked me the other day, you know, what did the proton say to the electrons? So I just chipped back, jeez, do you have to be so negative? (laughs) Uh, good times. Good times at the El Royale. El Royale. Alright, guys, we're going to end this here. Um, thank you so much for listening. We are going to jump back into... It's already 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. I have well... to bring in the washing. I have to put the bins out. I have to have a shower. I have to go to bed. But I also want to finish Punisher. But that's not going to happen because we've got the lab in the morning. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. Um, this is going to go out at 8pm on a Sunday. I think that's when we're agreeing that our... Because we're pre-recording this. And then I'll edit it and then have it ready for you a few days in advance before the Sunday, 8pm, going live time. So I think that's the schedule we're going to try and stick to. Excellent. So that way we've got given ourselves a few days to prep. But yep. thank you so much. Thank um, you for listening. We're off to be functioning adults that are going to bring in the washing but aren't going to fold it and put it away. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> have a great week and we shall, you shall hear from us in another week. Yes. Au revoir. Au revoir. Goodbye. Stay safe. Stay warm or cold wherever part of the planet you're on, I guess. Yes. Hashtag global warming. It's not a myth. It's not a myth, no. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.